0: We're here with DJ Scheme Richards, Rocksteady crew. DJ, we're here to talk about the Olympic announcement of breakdancing being added to the 2024 Olympics. Scheme, what was your reaction when you first caught wind of the news that breakdancing was going to be added to the Olympics?
1: Well, you know, it's funny because I actually like, you know, I kind of knew ahead of time because they already had the the Youth Olympics last year, which, which was like the kickoff. For all this, and they were talking about putting it into the like official official Olympics, so I knew it was actually coming. It was just a matter of time when it would be happening. And once I got when when I woke up in the morning, it was just kind of like, oh, it's really happening, you know. And, and I knew that was going to be a major moment right there when it really was announced, like it's happening. So you know, it's 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 a good thing, you know. I'm 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 liking that the culture is being pushed forward and is being brought to the attention of more people, um, you know, and and just hoping that the 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 masses can actually sit back and understand the foundation and the history of the dance versus just seeing it as like oh this is something cool in the Olympics and actually studying and and understanding like oh where did this come from what culture does this come from who does it come from you know so yeah it was it was it was actually an exciting announcement in the morning
0: you you know you've been associated with the culture basically from the beginning um what do you think the public can expect to see during a competition like this you know, in the Olympics, that you know might be different than what maybe they grew up watching on television.
1: Well, you know, with this, uh, it's kind of one of those things where at the excitement level—it's—I I would say it's—it's it's comparable to like the skateboarding scene. You know, there's a lot of like tricks and a lot of action. It's—it's—it's it's, it's kind of like no frills. What you saw on TV, what you saw in movies, was it was kind of frills, and it was you know, movies and scripts written, but this is more so like pure and and actually like from the essence in a sense. You know, there's going to be music playing, so there's going to be people and like kids that are really going out and putting their heart and soul into the dance and, you know, trying to captivate the audience as well as the judges, you know? So it's 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 really pulling from the essence of the dance with the music and the moves and stuff. But yeah, it's, it's a lot of excitement. And I, I compare it to the skateboarding scene because the skate scene is the same way. Like you could watch skating on 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 the streets or you could see it in in different documentaries and movies but it's it's something seeing it like firsthand like that in the Olympics which makes it something special.
0: You know a lot of people who are paying attention to this might be interested like well how would it be judged? You know you've judged competitions and DJed all across the globe. Uh, this is going to be in a one-on-one format. What can you share about how that's usually judged and what they're looking for from the participants?
1: Well, like you know, it's going to be to the Olympic standards of judging, how they judge everything else, um, you know, they're going to come up with the criteria, which I'm not really sure of the ki- criteria yet. But they're going to come up with the criteria, which will probably be foundation, um, you know, rhythm, you know, technicality. Same with skating, same with 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 skiing. You know, it'll all it'll be all of these different criteria that you know they would have to meet, and it'll be you know a one out of a ten or whatever. You know numbers they're going to judge by, but it'll it'll be similar to the same way they do, um, you know, skate or anything. It'll probably be different than what we do in the streets or what we do at jams or competitions. You know, in in our world, but similar in a sense because you're still being judged by your peers. Right. So it'll just be, a, be a, like criteria. a more
0: formalized type of grading as opposed to maybe like off of feel or aesthetics.
1: Exactly, because you know you have to have a paper trail when you're doing the Olympics. You know, you can't just go by feel, you know, how we would do in the streets and just, you know, your heart and like, oh, yeah, this person. No, there has to be a guideline so it's transparent on who wins, who loses.
0: You know, you've traveled the globe as a member of the Rocksteady crew, and you're one of the foremost DJs, you know, on the breakdancing scene. Um, What have you seen internationally that, you know, tells folks, Hey, this is, this is not just United States, America thing. This is a, a global phenomenon and we're going to see this come Olympic time.
1: Well, you know, I mean, honestly, especially with the Europeans, um, you know, I mean, even Japan, like breaking has been going on in in Japan for since the eighties, like when, when, when hip hop first went over to, to, to travel and go on tour, it went to Europe, it went to uh, France, it went to Japan you know, Japan was, like, probably the second place it went to. And, you know, we had chapters of Rocksteady in Japan. There's still a chapter of Rocksteady in Japan now. Um, so, like, it's it's been there. And, the, you know, the Japanese, the Koreans especially, have been holding it down for a long time now. Like, they're, the Korean crews are, are killing it, you know. So, like, internationally, there, there's there's no sleepers internationally, you know. Asia... Uh, Russia, Russian people, is some of the rawest B-Boys, you know, B girls. So, yeah, there's, there's, there's really no slouches right now. It's, I mean, globally and internationally, everyone's out to represent.
0: You know, and speaking of represent, you know, you represent the Rock Steady Crew, and for those, you know, that that might be a little bit less informed, you know, what does it mean to you to be able to wear that badge, you know, across the globe, representing, you know, the outfit and the culture.
1: Well, you know, like Rocksteady is, I would say, the most iconic uh, B-boy, B-girl crew in the world. You know, I mean, Crazy Legs, the president, is he's an icon. He's a hip-hop icon. Uh, and not only just when breaking, but just like hip-hop in general, he is an icon. And to be able to represent a crew that has this type of history, you know, going back to 1977 and being influential in the breaking scene and movies with, you know, Flashdance or, or Beach Street or Wild Style like, like documentaries, like Star Wars, like it's, it's, it's an honor to carry on lineage, you know, from a crew like Rocksteady, you know, it's the most iconic B-boy, B-girl, hip hop crew in the
0: world. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and if you were DJing a competition like this, or somehow this is 2024, and you, you know, you get asked to DJ, um, what are some choice cuts that, you know, you would throw on that you feel like need to be, you know, a part of something like this?
1: Well, see, that's the thing about doing the Olympics. You're, you're actually not, you don't have the ability to play licensed music. Mm. You have to have music created for it, which is, which takes away from the essence of the dance in a, in, a, in a sense. Because now you have to have producers or you have to have live musicians come in and record songs that DJs can play. So you're, you're, you're losing a, a, an aspect of the foundation of the dance because you're losing the music because it's licensed. Like, you know, you can't throw in James Brown because, you know, licensing fees are going to cost, which is why in the Olympics or like major competitions, when you see him streaming, there is, there, the music of the culture isn't represented in these events because of licensing, you know, factors that are going on. So the the good thing, though, is we have skilled producers in the scene and, and, and breakbeat DJs in the scene and bands in the scene, that will be putting together music, which is dope, because, you know, it's as close to the essence of the music that we can get as James Brown or Jimmy Pastor Bunch or Incredible Bongo Band, you know, it's that's the closest we can get to it without having to pay these licensing fees to license all this music.
0: Right. And I think, you know, some people don't understand that, that like at a, you know, at an event like that, the cost of, like you said, licensing James Brown um makes it almost untenable And that, you know, a lot of these sponsors have went to creating custom tracks that are, you know, close enough. Right. With, like you said, skilled producers and, um, you know, uh, people with those talents. Right. Right. Like,
1: I, I like, honestly, I, I mean, if it was up to me, yeah, I would love to just play. James Brown and, and like all this music that's a part of the culture because that's the feeling, the essence of this dance. You know, when you start creating music that sounds like now that the feeling isn't the same as what these live bands, live funk and soul bands were playing, you know, in the seventies, it's two, two different worlds, you know, but like, like I said, like they're, they're skilled producers that are doing things right now and you know, hopefully the music will be on point and you know, the dancers will bring out the best in that music
0: you know, in the the years now, right, we have a four-year lead-up, you know, to this. Like, what do you see in terms of interest, you know, building, uh, you know, in breakdancing in in the art form leading into the Olympics?
1: Well, see, now this is the whole, this is is like the show-and-prove time right now. This is like a really important moment because this will define what will happen in the next 10 years. This will define if sponsors will want to get involved and start sponsoring B Boys because we don't really have that right now. I mean we have Red Bull who sponsors the BC one All Stars, which is which is great, you know, but we don't have, you know, Coca-Cola we don't have like all these corporations like how you know Mountain Dew does with the skaters and like we don't have all this corporate money coming in to sponsor, you know. So this is going to be a defining moment right now to to show and prove to be like, okay, yeah, breaking is a viable, you know, uh, money making that, you know, companies are going to get behind and put put money behind. So, you know, it's it's this is just, it, this is definitely a show on proof time. So in the next four years, I'm sure a lot of interests, a lot of eyes are going to be on what's going on. And it'll be the telltale then will be, okay, our company's going to come in and start putting money into this.
0: Yeah. And who are some of the crews that you would recommend that people look out for in addition to, you know, the Rocksteady crew, if they wanted to, you know, go online and do some more research about, Break dancing.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, you've got uh, you've got uh, f- um, FloMo crew in Finland. You've got um, uh, uh, why am I drawing drawing a blank here? Um, top nine from Russia. Uh, you've got uh, why am I drawing a blank? <laughs> um, uh, Soul Mavericks from the UK. Uh, you've got. Oh man, why am I drawing a blank here? Like, there's just there's just so many crews. But like, those are the crews. You know, Soul Mavericks in the UK, uh, Top Nine in Russia, uh, Flow Low Crew in Finland. Um, why am I drawing a blank? There's 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 there's, there's so many crews out there. There's just, there's so many Hevikaro in in Texas. Um, yeah, there's 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 so many
0: crews. Well, you know what's what's crazy right now is like, here we are in 2020, and by 2024, like someone in the Olympics could be some kid sitting in a high school classroom right now.
1: Which is crazy to even think about that, right? That's 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 crazy to even think that like it's it's that easy to get in in a sense, you know, because you, you just have this passion.
0: Right. And do do you see like an industry growing like with youth sports with this because now that there's some Olympic dreams on the end of it that you're gonna see a lot more like experienced break dancers, you know, offering classes or training or parents signing their kids up for training because now you have kids with Olympic hopes in their eyes?
1: Well, that already has been a thing. Like, there's already been classes and training all around the world for years. Like, a lot of B-boys and B-girls make a living off of doing workshops and teaching. Like, I, I know people that that's all they do. That's all they've done for years now was do workshops. So that's already a thing. You know, uh, will the Olympics make it even more a thing? I don't know if it's going to add to it because there's already a million B-boys and B-girls around the world already. So I don't know if, like, the, like I'm sure it'll bring more people out to want to do it, but I don't know how much more it's going to influence. The same with skateboarding. Like, skate kids are, are all around the world, you know, but it's it's a Mountain Dew. It's on, is that really going to make people want to do it even more? Not necessarily because, you know, skating has already been, a culture since the '70s, mm-hmm. you know, so I don't know if that's going to make a, like a serious influx, but there's already schools. I mean, like I said, Lomo crew in Finland had a school. you know they are, they are, there's, there's multiple schools all around. There's the hip hop um, fundamentals kids in Philly, and they've been teaching and they've been going out, they've been going to actually public schools for years now. And, and teaching dance in public schools. And they've been bouncing around between Philly New Jersey and doing, you know, workshops and classes. So the teaching thing is has always been major. It's, it's always been that way.
0: And, you know, the spots are limited, right? There's 32 spots globally, you know, for this. Yeah. So, you know, to see the qualifiers and how they're going to progress as they get closer, like what exactly the format is you know, to be able to qualify and get in, it's it's going to separate a lot of people quickly, because like you said, there's a lot of people out there that dance, but then, you know, who wants to either do it to this level and has all like whatever the right combinations of things uh, is going to be an interesting development as we move along the next few years as they get along with qualifying and, you know, get to the actual Olympics.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, you know, It'll it'll be a, it'll be really interesting to see how this is going to break down and how it's going to pan out, and you know what judges are looking for and the criteria thing. It's it's gonna like I, I'm hoping that everything stays on the foundation of the dance and how it's always been, versus you know trying to switch it up and look for something else that wasn't the foundation of the culture. And you if, know, because for me, a, I'm I'm still all about the culture. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think that's a concern for a lot of people because a lot of people. So particularly for me, like this is black culture, you know. So I'm hoping that it, it, I'm hoping it doesn't get watered down, you know. Like there's still there's foundations of this dance and of this music and of this culture, you know. So I'm I'm hoping you know the criteria are still like you know rhythm has to be in there. It's a dance, right? You know? so not, this People, can't
0: be an aerial gymnast sport.
1: Exactly. And people, you know, a lot of people say, oh, what's well, in the Olympics now? It's a sport. No, it's not a sport. It's a dance. It's a dance first and foremost. You know, yeah, okay, I get it. You're doing some tricks and stuff like that. But you still have to have rhythm. It's a dance first and foremost. It will never be a sport. <laughs> you know, like so, you know, I'm hoping the world understands like this is a dance first. This is culture. You know, this is black culture. This is Latino culture. Like, this is This is culture, first and foremost, before it's anything else, this is culture this is This is what we presented to the world to to make the world take notice. you know so
0: and we'll see what happens you know as people get their hands in it and on it, and I can appreciate that being a legitimate you know concern as it gets brought to the masses in a different way that it was you know forty years ago. Um, exactly. Right. There's a there's different, different look. If people want to catch up with you, um, what's a, bit, a way for them to get in touch with you, whether it's social media or your website, etc
1: uh Best way, my nostalgiaking.com website, or you can catch me on Instagram at scheme riches. And those are the best ways to get a hold of me.
0: Definitely. Well, again, look out for DJ uh, Scheme Riches, hopefully coming to a town near you soon. Uh, You know, once we get everything under control, but uh, for the time being again, give him a follow on Instagram Scheme Richards and uh, his website, uh, NostalgiaKing.com.